Have you ever woken up from a dream with really strong emotions, totally sure that it's important, but not knowing why or what it means? In this episode, we'll look at four real life dreams in order to learn dream interpretation by actually doing it. From dreams of doorways to oceans, coughing up nails to driving to the wrong hospital, I'll show you how to make sense of the language of dreams. Hello, and welcome to The Stuff of Dreams. I'm Amy Lawson, and my goal is to connect you with your dreams in a more meaningful way so that you can interpret the messages that your unconscious is sending you. Plus, dreams are interesting and sometimes entertaining, so even if you're not trying to become a dream interpretation expert, it's kind of fun to get immersed in other people's dream stories for a while. I'll tell you a little bit more about myself later, but I figure you're here because you're interested in dreams, so let's just get right to the first one. I'm one of the moderators on a dream interpretation subreddit, and so a lot of the material I'll be using is actually going to come from real people's dreams that I've interpreted on Reddit. I do have everybody's permission to use these dreams, just in case you were worried about privacy. So let's get to our first dream, which comes from Reddit user GreenBean777. Here's the dream. I walk into a large apartment complex only to be startled by a large wooden door with a golden handle. I knew I was supposed to go in the doorway, but instead I ventured further into the apartment building. I climbed over a fence into the fenced off area and someone saw me do it, made eye contact with me and then wrote my name down on a clipboard. I thought that was really weird, but I just kept walking until I was in a flower shop and the doorway appeared again. The owner of the flower shop presented me with three keys and the random person next to me asked, what are the keys for? The flower shop owner covered her mouth and said, shh, don't tell her. But in my mind, I knew which key was for the large wooden door and went to open it. But instead, I woke up. Does anybody have an interpretation for me? So this is an amazing dream. I love this dream. So first, I want to talk about the setting of the dream. A lot of times, locations in dreams are really important. And neighborhoods or buildings or apartment complexes in this dream usually symbolize like our whole self or our whole psyche. So this person's dream is giving her an image of an apartment complex as a way to think about her whole mind with all the different people, all the different personalities within it. One of the common images my psyche gives me in dreams is of an amusement park, so I'm not sure what that says about me, but um, yeah, that's a recurring image for me. Anyway, back to this dream. She comes in and sees this large wooden door with a golden handle, and if you just think about that imagery, you know, that seems rich, right? A big door, wood, a gold handle. It seems like this is probably protecting some kind of good resources or probably leads somewhere good, right? As opposed to if you had a dream about, you know, some ramshackle house with a screen door that was barely hanging on its hinges, you know, that would give you a very different impression. But instead of going through the doorway, which she feels like she's supposed to, she goes further into the apartment building instead, um, exploring She mentions she goes over a fence into a fenced off area, probably meaning an area of herself that she doesn't let herself go into very often, an area that might be a little bit off limits or not often ventured into. And she gets caught a little bit, right? She says, someone saw me do that, saw me climb over the fence, made eye contact, and then wrote my name down on a clipboard. So that brings me to another important point about interpreting dreams. Um, My style, which comes from Jungian psychology and depth psychology, if that interests you, is to see all the different characters in the dream, not as external people or representations of people in real life, but instead as parts of yourself. It's really 
tempting because of our culture that focuses so much on the external to try to match up everything in a dream with external people and external places and external events. But our unconscious, when it gives us these dreams and these messages, is really talking to us about our inner world, I think. So let's think about this other character in the dream, this person who's watching her climb over the fence and writing her name down on a clipboard like she did something wrong. All the different parts of ourselves don't necessarily get along, right? They're each kind of in it for themselves. And this part of our personality wants something that may be very different from another dynamic in our personality. And so when the dreamer the main character in the dream, which usually represents, you know, your conscious ego where you usually live, when that the main character of the dream ventures into a fenced off area into some unknown territory, that could seem threatening to certain parts of the psyche, right? Because a lot of them see any new experience as a possible death for them, right? If we change too much, then maybe some part of our personality is going to get ignored or deleted in some way. So we get the feeling that she's being watched. But then she keeps exploring until she's in a flower shop and sees the doorway again. Well, again, this is really good imagery. You know, what do you think of when you when you think of a flower shop? It's somewhere that's beautiful. It smells good. There's pieces of life everywhere, plants and blooms, and it seems decorative and happy. So it seems important that whereas the door was just in a normal place before, now it's located in this beautiful place that seems I don't know, it has the the feeling of new opportunity and new growth to me. So the owner of the flower shop presents her with three keys and another character says, what are the keys for? And the flower shop owner says, Shh, don't tell her like I'm going to give her the opportunity for these keys, but we're not going to make it too easy for her to open the door. But here's what seems really important. The dreamer writes, in my mind, I knew which key was for the large wooden door and I went to open it before I woke up. So even though... It wasn't apparent to outside observers which key she should use. She had that internal knowledge. She just knew she could go with her gut. And that seems like an important message of the dream, too. It's kind of like, trust your intuition. You'll know when the time is right, even if people aren't helping you and answering all of your questions. And the final thing I want to say about these dream images before we kind of put it all together is the number three. So there were three keys. And I think that often numbers in dreams are important. Numbers do have different meanings. The number three is often a number of transformation. If we just think about the first four numbers, one, two, three, four, if there's one of something, that's it's single. It's the only. There's not a lot of choice. Um, one feels solid and just there and it's just it's present. Then if there's two of something, you have the opportunity to compare and contrast. They could be opposites. They could be additive, but you've added a new dimension. Then you get to three and it's like one plus one doesn't always equal two. Sometimes things add up to more more than the sum of their parts. And so that's how I think of three. And the other important thing about three is that the next number is four. And four is considered a number of perfection or completion. Four can represent the self or it can represent God, but it has the overtones of something perfect. So three is almost there, almost on the way to four. And that's why three can be a number of transformation. So I think that's the relevant thing for this dream. So now that we've talked about all the pieces, let's try to put this dream together into a more 
recognizable whole. So the dreamer is in the apartment complex of her psyche and she's expected to go in this big fancy doorway, but instead she decides to explore and goes off into some new territory for a while. So I would ask, you know, where is that dynamic going on in her life right now where she's maybe exploring new areas, new things, new hobbies, new interests that she hasn't had before. And in her explorations, she comes across this flower shop. So this wealth of resources and richness and lush beauty. And the door appears again in a place that seems much richer than before. And now she's given the keys or given a choice to choose the right key. And she intuitively knows which one is the right one to answer the door. And that seems like an important thing too. The message is you'll know. It seems to tell me that she's ready to go through the door. She's prepared. She has the necessary knowledge. And now she just needs to go through that portal to whatever new places are behind that door. And there'll be even more to explore. So you see how when you put all those things together, this is an exciting dream, right? It's a dream of adventure and transformation, but it's also a message from the unconscious that you'll know how to deal with that when the time comes. And so that's what I typed to her when I answered this dream. And her response was, thank you so much for that interpretation. It felt like so many ideas that I've been having just fell into place. I've been doing a lot of meditating the past few months and focusing on opening new areas of my mind. Even though I wasn't able to have a back and forth conversation with her about this dream, I answered it because it seemed pretty clear to me what it might mean. And I thought that I could talk about things in enough generalities that she could draw the specifics for her own life. And that worked out. So it's always a good day when I get good feedback from people that their dream plus my interpretation of it has helped in some way. You know, I can't take credit for it, right? It was her unconscious that was providing her all these images and trying to communicate. I guess I'm just kind of a translator sometimes. One of my favorite authors, Robert Johnson, wrote an amazing book called Inner Work that if you want to learn a little bit more about this technique, a lot of the stuff that I do comes from that and other parts of Jungian psychology. But he has this amazing quote that I just want to tell you real quick. He writes, our dreams are like the screen on which the unconscious projects its inner soap operas, the stories of all our inner dynamics as pieces of ourselves interact with one another. And I just love that. Dreams are ourselves talking to us about ourselves in a way that's very wise because who knows us better than our unconscious does. So that's why I get excited about dreams sometimes. I want this podcast to be about dreams, not about me, but I suppose I should tell you a little bit about how I came to understand dreams so that you can decide whether to listen to me or if I'm just full of crap. I used to think that dreams were just our mind playing while we slept, that they didn't mean anything. It was just, you know, leftover bits of information from our day. And one of the reasons I thought that is because I'm a scientist and I'm a doctor. I'm actually a pediatrician. And I led a pretty one-sided black and white life for a long time. And a few years ago, I had an early midlife crisis and decided I needed to do something different to balance myself out a little bit. So I went back to school to get a PhD in depth psychology, specifically in, is this pretentious enough for you, Jungian and archetypal studies. So um, I've done three years of coursework on all this. And whenever the pandemic is over, I'll get back to writing a dissertation. But that's where I developed these ideas about dreams. And there are lots of different ways to think about dreams and to interpret them. Um, I just want you to know that I interpret them from a Jungian lens using stuff that I learned at school, as well as my own experiences interpreting dreams on Reddit and 
learning from that as well. Okay, let's do another dream. Uh, This one's a little shorter, but has a theme that I think will probably be relevant to a lot of people. So on our subreddit, when people post their dreams, we ask them to give us a little bit of background about themselves, just because sometimes that helps in the dream interpretation. So some people do, some people don't, but you'll hear that uh, when I read this dream as well. So here's what this Reddit user wrote. First, a bit of background to my life. I'm an 18-year-old male born in the countryside of Portugal near the ocean. One of my hobbies is to bodyboard. I love it and pretty much live for it. I don't really feel mentally unstable. I have a pretty decent life, still free of most responsibilities that come with adult life. Now for the dream. I'm at the beach. The waves are pumping and I'm super hyped to get into the water. I get ready to go. I leave my bag at the back of the beach and go running to the sea. A pretty good run since the beach is the one where I surf in real life and the tide is low. Only to notice that I forgot something, my fins or my board or my wetsuit, and I have to go back and get it. I run back only to notice I forgot something else, and this repeats until I'm panicking and I don't know what to do and I wake up. I've had this dream about four times now in a span of about a year. I'll be happy to answer any questions that will help understand this dream. Okay. So first of all, I pay a lot of attention to recurring dreams. That's some of my favorite ones to try to interpret and answer. And we'll have an episode all about recurring dreams in a little while. You know, this person's had this dream already four times over the last year. So clearly it's a message that his unconscious wants him to have and that it doesn't think he's really paying much attention to yet. To me, the main image in this dream is the ocean and the beach. Water is really symbolic and water usually symbolizes the unconscious. One of the common metaphors is that our conscious ego, our conscious personality is just the tip of the iceberg and the unconscious is all the stuff below that we can't directly experience or understand. And so water represents the unconscious. And this dreamer is at the beach. So he's at the border between land and sea. And to me, that means in metaphorical terms, he's at the border between conscious and unconscious, where he could, you know, delve more into the unconscious and get to know it a little bit better. And the activity that he's going to do in the dream is bodyboarding, something he likes to do in real life. I want to point out that bodyboarding is different than, say, swimming in the ocean or diving, because in those cases, you're a little more in the water or under the water. Whereas when you're bodyboarding, you're just skimming across the surface. So I wonder if one of the messages here is that he's just skimming the surface of some of his unconscious potentials, but he's still interacting with the water. He still wants to be out there on the waves and not just on the beach. But every time he tries to go in, he's forgotten something else, some other piece of equipment that he really needs to do the bodyboarding. And I'm sure you've had dreams too, where you're just trying to do something and you keep forgetting a necessary item or you can't find it or you just don't have all the equipment that you need to accomplish a task. And this repeats in the dream until he says he's in a panic and doesn't know what to do and it wakes him up. So you can see that one of the underlying emotions of the dream is that feeling unprepared. Because he wrote a little bit about this dream before he told us the dream, I want to remind you what he said. He wrote... I have a pretty decent life, still free of most responsibilities that come with adult life. And I just thought that was so interesting because basically he interpreted his own dream, although he didn't realize it. He's an 18-year-old person. You know, age 18 is the time when you're trying to go to school or separate from your parents and your family life. And he's admitting that he's still free of most of those responsibilities of adult life. And to me, that's what this dream is about. He's not quite prepared. He doesn't have all the equipment that he needs to jump into that ocean and ride the waves and start functioning 
in a deeper way in life and getting to know more about himself. And that's really how the unconscious works, but we don't always recognize it. I just find it so fascinating that he wrote that sentence right before telling the dream, showing that his unconscious was making the connection. For some reason, he thought about that fact and he knew he needed to include it when he wrote the dream, but he didn't quite put it together for himself. And that's another thing that just really fascinates me about dreams and the unconscious is they're wise and our unconscious just wants to help us. It wants to give us information. It wants us to understand. And sometimes we just don't quite know how to listen. If he was able to get out on the ocean and bodyboard, that would mean he was letting himself be supported by the unconscious, be carried along by it, be doing the inner work of getting to know himself. But because he's forgetting things back on the beach, I think it means he's not quite prepared to start doing the work. I think it means that his unconscious is telling him he has some anxiety about experiencing those deeper parts of being a human. And that's normal, of course. And that comes as you grow up and live more independently and have to do more things on your own. So in true surfer boy, bodyboarder fashion, the one line response I got from that dreamer when I uh, wrote back with interpretation of his dream was, dude, that totally resonates with me. Thank you so much. And I just kind of love that, that it stayed in the in the character of the dream. <laughs> Okay, let's do a third dream, and then at the end, I'm going to tell you one of my dreams, and then we'll be done for this episode. This dream has a lot of really strong imagery, and I like that. I think that sometimes our unconscious picks images and symbols that are going to really make an impact on us. You know, it almost speaks in a very exaggerated language to get our attention. So here's the dream. It comes from a 28-year-old female. I've had this dream more than once where I'm choking up or vomiting up nails, like hardware or staples. I'm hesitant to say vomiting because it's more like I'm coughing them up in the dream and there's no bile or other substances. Additionally, the nails can vary in size. The dream sometimes finishes with one item, staples, or then switches to another, nails. I'm still able to do other things in the dream, like walk around and talk in between handfuls. Oh yeah, and I'm talking puking up handfuls upon handfuls of the stuff, like there's no possible way to have ingested all of what's coming up. Also, there's no blood, and I have a distinct awareness that my esophagus and stomach are unharmed. Any idea of what this could mean? So you see what I mean about choosing images that really get your attention. And again, we have this recurring dream. I think the more times dreams recur, the more likely people are to ask about their meanings. And oh, dreams are so fascinating. Yeah, so... I think this is a good dream, too, which surprised the dreamer. You know, it doesn't sound like puking up handfuls of metal things should be in any way positive. But let me tell you why I think it is. This dreamer is coughing up or expelling these sharp, pointy metal objects that should be hurting her, right? They should be totally ripping her up. There should be blood and internal damage. But she's unharmed. She says specifically that she has a distinct awareness that she's unharmed. And she's able to live life in between. And so even though the details are really strange, that's the main point to me. She's expelling these metal things, but they're foreign to her body, right? They're not organic. It's not food. It's not body parts. It's it's foreign objects. And they're sharp and they should harm her, but they don't. And she's getting rid of them, which also seems positive. She's getting these foreign things that could hurt her out of her system. 
I also thought about why would it be nails or staples? And to me, the common thing there is that both of those metal objects have a function of connecting things together. So maybe the act of coughing them out somehow means that she's getting rid of stuff that was trying to connect everything inside or that she's no longer trying to cause everything inside her to be connected and live in harmony by artificially nailing or stapling objects together. I think she's getting rid of these foreign objects and it's just leaving the real her, even if that's not all cohesive and unified and nailed together or stapled together. So in my interpretation, I just asked her to think about what she's been purging from her life lately or what her unconscious is telling her that she has the capacity or the capability to purge, because I think that's really where the meaning is in this dream. And, you know, I don't always get deeply personal replies, which I get. These people don't know me. But she did write back and said that it really resonates with her because it's a positive interpretation versus something obviously negative. And she had that positive vibe from the dream, even though she felt like she should see it as something negative. So that's a good lesson from this dream, I think, is that just because your dream is about something startling or violent or something that should hurt you doesn't necessarily mean that the message is bad. Okay, how you doing? Hope you're staying with me. Hope you're not completely bored of dreams yet because I do want to tell you about one more. I want to tell you about one of my dreams. It was really only about three weeks ago that I even decided to try to do this podcast and I wasn't quite sure that it was the right thing to do. I mean, I'm also a doctor in the time of a pandemic. I'll talk to you more about that in the next episode, but I'm not doing much as a doctor right now. My shifts keep getting canceled because kids aren't getting sick, basically. So I didn't quite know if starting this podcast was a good thing for me to do. And I actually have come to trust my unconscious as a source of wisdom sometimes. And so sometimes when I have a question, I just kind of think about it before bed and just say like, hey, if you have any input about this, you know, give me a dream. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But that night I got this dream. I'm supposed to be in charge of the pediatric ward in the hospital for a few weeks. I looked up the directions to get there yesterday, and I think I remember them, at least up till what exit to get off on the highway. So I set out driving in this huge truck. Because I have a hurt ankle and a weak leg, which is also true in real life, it's really hard for me to climb into the cab of the truck and I sort of hang on till I can slowly pull myself up and get my feet in. I get off on the exit that I remember from yesterday's map and all of a sudden the truck is gone and I'm beside a concrete wall. I jump up and pull myself on top of the wall to avoid getting crushed on the narrow exit ramp and I feel a passing semi brush my shoulder and see a car bouncing off the wall because the path is so narrow. I somehow get to my location but realize I've driven to the wrong hospital, although there are people here that I know too. A girl that I know from high school in real life in the dream has worked with me before and tells everyone that I give the best gifts ever because I always get my team personalized gifts when I'm done with a rotation. I'm trying to call my colleagues at the other hospital to tell them I'm at the wrong location and will be late, but I can't figure out how to. The phone is difficult to dial and I keep messing up numbers and then I can't figure out the new pager system and I keep flipping papers trying to determine which numbers to dial among long streams of numbers. I can't figure it out, so I plan to just drive back to the right hospital and apologize for being late. So honestly, I was a little bummed to get this dream because I was like, man, I'm back in the area of the hospitals. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to go back to the hospital. I'm supposed to somehow go figure out how to take care of adult patients so that I can help with the pandemic. If it, You know, that's what this dream means. But I stayed with it and tried to think about it a little bit more. And so the first interesting thing to me was 
that I was driving this huge truck. Now, often in dreams, cars represent like our egos, our, the conscious parts of us, the parts that transport us, that help us be active, that help us get things done. And when I thought I was going to the hospital, I was in this big, huge truck, maybe symbolizing my big doctor ego or something. I don't know. Although it was hard for me to get into the truck, so it wasn't quite a natural fit for me. So that's probably good. And then I get off on the exit that I think I'm supposed to take. And all of a sudden, my truck is gone. I'm just standing there and I'm in danger because it's this really narrow exit ramp. And I'm afraid I'm going to get run over by cars. And I started thinking about that imagery. And the first thing that came to mind was the idea of like the wide path versus the narrow path. I grew up in Christianity. And so a lot of those stories are deep in my psyche. And when I remembered that story, that just that clicked for me, that felt like something relevant to this dream where I was taking this way that was narrow, that was harder to navigate. That was not the easy wide way where everybody went. And so I thought that was probably an important detail. It's like, I don't really know where that narrow road would lead as opposed to the wide road, but maybe there'll be some more clues. So I get to this other hospital, which isn't where I'm supposed to be. It feels like a smaller hospital. It feels like something that's more community-based instead of the big, huge academic hospital. And the most striking detail there was the presence of this girl from high school. Dreams pick symbols for a reason and they pick people for a reason. And so I was curious about why this particular person, I mean, I, I haven't thought of her in 20 years. Why is she in my dream now? So I started thinking about what she represented to me back in high school because I didn't know her very well. And the main association I have with her is there was a night when I had a devastating breakup my boyfriend of, I don't know, over a year broke up with me. And, you know, that's a big deal in high school. And this person just happened to be there. It was after school and she somehow realized that I didn't want or need to be alone. And she was having some people over to her house. So she drove me to her house and I spent the evening with her and some of her friends instead of spending it at home crying, probably. So I think that she represented just somebody who pitched in to help and just knew the right thing to do and just kind of naturally did it. And in the dream, she is telling people that she likes working with me because I give the best gifts ever because I always get my team personalized gifts. And I started thinking about that more and where that dynamic is active in my life. Where do I feel like I'm giving people gifts? Just like from the first dream, where does the dreamer feel like she's encountering doors that can be opened? In the second dream, where does he feel like he might be forgetting things that he needs for a task? In the third dream, where does she feel like she is purging or coughing things out? Same with this dream. I asked myself, where do I see myself possibly being able to give people personalized gifts? And I thought maybe that still applies to medicine because when you treat patients, it is each a little bit personalized. And I try to treat them as individuals. But that didn't feel quite right because if that was the case, then why didn't I drive to the right hospital? Why did I have to drive to the wrong hospital and take that narrower path? 
And I really think that this is referring to the dream work that I do with people, because I think that even though I'm usually interpreting dreams for people that I don't know over Reddit, dreams are intensely personal. And even if I don't know the details of their lives, I know the images that their unconsciouses are giving them. And if I can reconnect them with those messages in some way, that does seem like really personalized gifts. And so maybe I can be like this girl functioned in my life and take care of people at a time when they really need a hand. Because I've told you that one of my favorite kinds of dreams to interpret is the recurring ones where they're like, I have this all the time. But my other favorite ones to interpret are the people who say, I just woke up from this dream. I don't even have Reddit. I installed it and created a username just for this because I have to know what this dream is. It feels so big and so important, but I don't know what it means. Help. That has the same flavor to it for me as this girl from high school helping me right when I needed it. Me being able to maybe help somebody understand their dream when they're still in that headspace of this feels so important, but I just don't quite know why. And then the final image that made me think that this smaller, wrong hospital represented dream world instead of going back to try to do even more medical work was that I couldn't communicate with the big hospital. I was trying to call. I was trying to page. I couldn't find the right communication devices. I couldn't find the right numbers. I couldn't dial the numbers. And to me, that's just an image of a little bit of separation with the hospital and with medicine. Now, I'm still practicing as a doctor. I don't get nearly as many shifts as I usually do. I'm not turning my back on medicine by any means, but I think that this dream was encouraging me that I also maybe have some work in the world to do in the dream arena. So that is how I interpreted that dream and how I felt a little bit better about rather self-indulgently starting a dream interpretation podcast during a global pandemic. So that's the show for this week. The next episode is going to cover some common dream themes in the time of COVID, as well as featuring an interview with Beth Aller, where we talk a little bit about the virus and a whole lot about one of her interesting dreams. I just want to thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, I encourage you to tell one friend about it this week. I mean, that would help me to reach a wider audience. But honestly, it could also lead to some great conversations for you about your future dreams. I know that when I talk to friends about my dreams, they often pick up on things that I was just too close to see. You can find my email address, show notes, and links to some of my favorite dream interpretation books at my website, which is stuffofdreams.fireside.fm. So head over there, leave me some comments, better yet, send me a dream. I love interpreting dreams, as you know, and I might even beg you to discuss your dream with me on the show. So bye for now, and I hope you dream tonight. <laughs>